Ooh, welcome back to the Joke Show here on the Dion Family Network, episode 137. I know we have a Super Bowl set, but does it not kind of feel like it's taken a back seat? To what? Everything else. Such as? Tom Brady. All right. Brian we'll Flores. We can go there. Washington Commanders. <laughs> All side stories. Toronto Miami playoff series. That would be interesting. Um, I don't know what else I have. Well, that could be better than that. Um, playing blackjack at the NHL All-Star game. That would be fun. I was supposed to do that a couple of years ago. Yeah, you are. We still that that still be a good time to figure out a Vegas weekend where you somehow see the Golden Knights and the Raiders in like one weekend. I feel I don't know what uh, unless you want to go watch like the Vegas Aces, the WNBA team. I guess would complete the weekend trio of sports. Well, UNLV. I, I was gonna start off with my bad, good, and great. I'll give you a good. Going to Vegas. Is it great or good? It's good. Not great? It's not great, but it's I'll I'll put it in the very good category. Okay. Because Thursday you got the East West Shrine game played in Vegas, followed by the NHL skills competition. Mm-hmm. Followed by the NHL All Star game. Mm-hmm. Followed by the NFL All-Star Game. Yeah, and the NFL has a skills competition in there somewhere. Yeah, and all in Vegas. Probably a pretty good weekend. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, we'll start... I don't even... What did I say? I guess let's start <laughs> with Tom Brady. I was going to say the games because I had to rewatch the highlights because I forgot what happened in the conference championship games. It's been a few days. Uh, Tom Brady, after 22 years... I would say 22 years in a couple of days because... On the weekend, there was the reports that he retired, yeah. which were then refuted. And then a few days later, he said, no, I actually, I did retire. Yeah, I, I think he wanted to wait till after the Super Bowl because I don't think he's that kind of guy to overshoot a Super Bowl. But when reports come out, reports come out, and you either got to deny or not deny. So The end of, I mean, I know, I don't, I don't reluctantly say that he's the GOAT, but... I feel like I, I the only reason I say it reluctantly is because everyone goes, okay, what is the greatest Tom Brady moment ever? And then I have to sink in my chair because I know what everyone's going to say. No, not the Falcons. It, it could very well have been we just almost watched it. Yeah. You it, you saw it in front of your eyes, right? I, I told you, here we go. Yeah. Right? Oh, fumble. Oh, here we go. Yep, here we go again. It was the close. I really, I really wish – they had won that game. I know that wouldn't have taken away from Atlanta, but it would have made me feel better. <laughs> that it's not just, just like Kyle Shanahan. Well, listen, I think Kansas City did a pretty good job of, of making people forget about the Atlanta Falcons. And I heard a lot of people say that that was like the biggest choke job they'd ever seen. Well, again, I was going to put that on my bad, good, and great. But here's, here is a um, question for you to ponder. Are the Kansas City Chiefs the biggest underwhelming team over the last four years? Or are the Buffalo Bills the most underwhelming team over those four years that they went to the Super Bowls? Hmm. That is a really good question. Right? Because at least the Bills won all four of their AFC Championship games to get to the Super Bowl, and they had 
one and a half good games out of the Super Bowls. The other ones that got killed. Uh, I would probably still say the Bills would be underwhelming because the Chiefs, you can go, okay, that first AFC Championship game, it's it's obviously you can't change history, but yep. it's a coin toss that they lost. Yep. Year two, they make and win the Super Bowl. Yep. Year three, make the Super Bowl and lose and, yep. and got pretty, smoked. pretty disappointing fashion. Yep. And then year four is an AFC title game in which you win the coin toss and still lose. 10 and 2 teams 10 and 2 in the playoffs now yep i don't know i I guess underwhelming is probably the chiefs because if you said okay these four years they're going to host the afc championship game they're going to have patrick mahomes they're going to have all their weapons they'll retool their defense every year and you have four years and you said okay over under one and a half super bowls and i would say i would say over i'd say that's at least two right for buffalo i think it was just because was the Norwood kick, was that the first one? Yeah. That just kind of set the tone. Well, that's, that's I mean. the closest it, it they ever really got. It really did set the tone. Because, yeah, I, th- I think they could have won two or three out of the four based on that. But then it also goes back to how good is Tom Brady? He won seven. Yeah. I Lost, what, three? Yeah. I don't like the Super Bowls. How many AFC championship games slash nfc championship games did he lose not very many no i would say if i just had to guess i would say like three or four right because there was that kind of just like gap after like again when people say he was he could be like a one like a three-time hall of famer right it's because he had those that first run right and i didn't even think about it till i saw a, a clip of him on some show and he was like well i won my third super bowl when i was 25 and then he didn't win another Super Bowl for like ten years. There was just yeah, this kind of gap. gap. For sure. For sure. And I mean, my favorite stat out of, out of all of it, and I think it's before the Super Bowl is played, but the seven Super Bowls is cool. I don't like the he has more Super Bowl rings than any other franchise right. because one of the franchises is right there because he's won seven and New England's won six. Yeah. I don't like that one. My favorite is that he's won twelve point five percent of all Super Bowls. Wow, that's that's a pretty impressive stat. Um, he's like, I guess it's just undisputed greatest of all time. Yeah, like like again in my mind, Patrick Mahomes, who's one A or one B best quarterback, has only won one Super Bowl in his first four years, and he's been close already. Yeah. So it just goes to show you how how hard it is to win. Right? Heard, There's only one winner. I heard someone say that. I, we were having a class discussion about who could be the next Brady, and I brought up my my AFC comparison, and I got I got some I got some smiles and some laughs out of it. But then someone said, "No, Burrow's going to be Brady," and I love Joe Burrow. I think he's great, but I think we're jumping the gun. I think in, I think it'd be the same to say Patrick Mahomes is going to dominate. I think it that's could. also jumping jumping the gun. These, nope. these guys could all just rotate. Like, who's going to be shocked if the Buffalo Bills are in the Super Bowl next year? Right. Nobody. And it's just going to be, okay, it's not a Tom Brady era. It's the 80s or 90s in the AFC. Like, there's guys. There's Elway and Marino and uh, Jim Kelly. I can't think of any other ones. But <laughs> Dan Marino. I didn't say John Dan. Elway. Those are <laughs> both of them that I said. Do you want to say Jim Kelly next? Yep. Um. Boomer Esiason. There we go. As who was the? Actually, no. That's where I'm gonna divulge too far. But Brady, good for 
good for Brady to hang them up. It's kind of now the the NFL already felt kind of not wide open this year, but now without that just presence of Brady, right? It feels like if if Rodgers comes back, it'll obviously be him that he'll be the gray beard of the NFL. If not, it's then just like kind of Mahomes by default because he'll be in year five with four AFC championships, a Super Bowl, and a Super Bowl loss. Right. That he becomes the tenured guy and he's like 25 or 26. Yeah. Which is, it's crazy to think about. I, I don't even know what perspective to put Brady retiring in. It's just more going to be like next year will be weird because you watch a Patriots game and be like, oh, there's Mac Jones. You watch a Tampa Bay game and there's, Whoever. I don't know, Jameis. Yeah. Come back. Aaron Rodgers. Jimmy G. That's some good. Tampa Bay can take a home run shot if they want to. Well, I think there's a couple of reasons why Brady retired. What what one I was kind of surprised to be honest with you. I thought he would have retired last year when you finish on top. Good old Peyton Manning. Yeah. So when he didn't win this year, I was surprised that he was retiring cuz I thought he'd want to win one more. Um and now I lost my train of thought of what I was going to say. Oh, um the, the salary. Salary cap's going to kill Tampa Bay next year, so I that might have been another reason why this was his last shot at it where the t- roster's not going to be the same next year. Yeah, they brought everyone back because everyone took a discount, but I, I can't imagine the the wild card of Tampa Bay now becomes Chris Godwin because do you do you really think you're winning a Super Bowl next year? And if you do, Chris Godwin's coming back late in the season most likely. Do you really want to bring that guy back? Yeah, well, exactly. Uh, let's Let's get into these championship games cincinnati takes down kansas city 27 24 again an overtime game i have i just i wrote down the drives and then a few of the um key parts of the drive i guess yep um so first half starts cincinnati punt kansas city touchdown it's the tyreek hill the felt like a 20 second play mahomes right not the craziest scramble but it's more tyreek hill just runs across the entire field so yeah. Kansas City's up seven nothing. Yeah, they were throwing the throwing the ball underneath. Yeah, in this game, this to was, get Hill open. They were just taking it was taking what the defense gave them. I don't know what the next what the next step for NFL defenses yeah. is against Patrick Mahomes, right. but it's clearly not one that's going to work. No, because whatever they give to, him, he's just going to take. Yeah. Uh, Cincinnati answers with a field goal. Kansas City comes back touchdown. It's the Mahomes to Travis Kelsey, and this is. Mahomes rolls out left. Oh no, right. Oh, back left. Oh no, can't go that way. And right. it just it's a good it's a good uh tracker. Whoever had to track that would have been like how many yards did he run on that play? Yeah. And and that to me almost seemed like that was the last time he did that in the game. Because after that, the defense was getting to him. Yeah. Like he wasn't able to scramble like a video game and avoid sacks. I was gonna say and when he did he got caught. Yeah. Uh, after that, Cincinnati punt another Kansas City touchdown. So you're thinking, okay, this is over. Twenty-one three. In my mind, this is over. Cincinnati comes back with a touchdown of their own. Yeah, and and a long one, right? It it was because that's what they're known for. Yeah, right. It's not uh, uh, eighteen drive touchdown, or sorry, uh, eighteen play drive. You know, on a eighty yards, it's usually three plays and. 95 yards touchdown yeah it's one chunk play yeah and that's what they got in this one 
long incremental drive. They give the ball back to Kansas City towards the end of the first half, and yep. it's our TSN turning point because it, it, for sure, it, all he has to do is kick a field goal there, and this game's over. It is twenty-one to ten, yep. and you kick, you get your three. It's a two-touchdown game, and it feels it feels at ease. Instead, and even Mahomes said it, he said, "I got greedy and wanted to get a touchdown." Yeah, he throws it to Tyreek Hill in the flat, trying to think he can do something outlandish out there, which he normally can. Yeah. But when you don't have space, it goes to show you this, what that small guy, what happens to him, right? He got thrown down. Yeah. Like, it wasn't even a tackle. It was like, where are you going, punk? <laughs> and Mahomes thought they had a timeout, tried to call it, and then you just go into half, and it was just this weird – I know that's always – there's never the doubt in Kansas City, and you trust Andy Reid, but I think people forget about until they won the Super Bowl, the Chiefs – were the chokers then andy reed had that kind of legacy his whole career yeah no for sure and and then it just became okay well the game week 17 kansas city was up 11 at half yeah. so it feels it's this kind of uneasy and i don't know if i've ever felt it with kansas city outside of the buffalo game but that's just because yeah. i thought they were outplayed right kansas city was the better team their offense scored on the first three drives and and then in the second half it just crumble dry it up like it's like cincinnati said okay now now we're gonna stick to the game plan so kansas city and cincinnati they uh well kansas city punts twice cincinnati also punts during those first three possessions cincinnati field goal kansas city uh mahomes interception um what was that one was it just a straight interception i actually don't even i i wrote it down and i was like oh, i don't remember um, that one that one, I think he was trying to throw it to Hill. And actually, there was a little bit of holding on the play, uh, which I'm surprised. It wasn't drastic, but it was enough to to slow Hill down. And I think it was along the sideline, the far sideline he threw it. Um, oh, no, that's the that was the overtime one. Oh. The, uh, was that the deflected one then? Yeah, it was like the okay, defensive so that was a tackle that he kind of – he runs around a bit and oh it gets right right so that was that's not even the one i'm thinking about so he's he had he'd three see, interceptions in that game then he had two the, then the one in overtime. overtime so that's three what he had one where he tried to throw to Tariq. Ter- that's Hill. the overtime one okay there was another one then because um he threw one right to a defensive player but that was that one that i just showed you the defensive tackle no, no, no! It was he threw it down the field. That's the overtime one. No, the overtime one was a deflection yeah. off of uh, like the defensive back kind of got his hand on it a little bit, and then the uh, the safety behind him picked up the 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 loose ball. I guess you could say. I think he only threw. Yeah, he only threw two through two interceptions. Huh. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's a Cincinnati interception. Uh, leads to Cincinnati touchdown with the two-point conversion to tie the game. Right. And it's just all hell is broken loose. Cincinnati, it felt like, and I don't think it was actually, I don't think it was feel. Cincinnati had all the momentum in the world, and I think we can also just say, I think I even said it before the game, we were all cheering for Cincinnati, right? Yeah. Outside of Kansas City and yeah. Jackson and Brittany Mahomes' yep. partner, uh, partners in crime, I guess. Um, then we have another two Kansas City punts, Cincinnati punt, Cincinnati field goal. And at that point, it's 24-21. Mahomes gets the ball back, and you're thinking, okay. It, 
yeah, Cincinnati scored with too much time left is the way I was thinking. Like, why didn't they bleed that clock down? Because there was like five minutes left, six minutes left, something like yeah. that. Yeah, either score quick or bleed it right down. Like, the, yeah, I didn't feel like they did a good enough job of, uh, of bleeding the clock. You need to get under 13 seconds. <laughs> that is apparently. that is true. And Kansas City goes down and get goal to go territory. Like, I, I, I know I'm kind of jumping ahead, but it was just kind of like, okay, no, we, we can see this coming, Mahomes. Right. We're not going to see Mahomes four and out on yeah. the last drive of the season. That's right. just not right. who he is. Right. And on third and goal, he tries to do what he did with the Kelsey touchdown. He's running around. He's trying trying to make that extra move, extra yeah. play, when if you just not even take the sack, just throw the ball away, kick your field goal, try your luck in overtime. Right. Instead, he tries to do too much, gets stripped. Right. Luckily, his offensive lineman recovers. Got, yeah, got, gets the fumble, and it turns into a longer kick for Bunker, right. who – I know everyone is saying, okay, so it's Justin Tucker's the best, and then it's Evan McPherson. I feel like everyone forgets Harrison Butker is pretty pretty He's solid in terms of Absolutely. the kicker. So, hits the field goal. We're heading to overtime, and Josh Allen just tweets out pain, just pain with a period, because you just you know whoever's winning this toss, or we think whoever's right. winning this toss is winning the game. Kansas City or Cincinnati calls heads and it's tails again. Right. Tails never fails. Yeah. Uh, Casey wins the toss. And I think everybody outside of, by the way, Jim Nance, Tony Romo, kind of a not great game for them. Like, I just felt like they didn't really say anything. Yeah. Like, it was just kind of bo- not boring, but like, because yeah, it was a good game again. Yeah. But like Buck and Aikman made that San Francisco LA game better than it actually was yeah actually it's funny you say that because um all the reports are saying Aikman is the number one NFL color commentator and they're gonna have to pay him big bucks because he's good at um not being negative but being truthful yeah he, um, he does like not ho- hold anything right but he's not too mean about it but no. he's just kind of frank yeah about the stuff so they everyone seems to like him about that Except maybe the yeah, like Tony Robo might be just like a little too positive, right? That he doesn't really like to criticize, right, especially anyone, the quarterbacks, yeah. right? But like the biggest takeaway from that Bucks Eagles game a couple of weeks ago was like, wow, Troy Aikman hates Jalen Hurts and like was not doing a great job of hiding it, right? Because he was just saying, yep, you're late on that, you have yeah. to be on that, yeah. and yeah, no, he was all over that for sure. And he, yeah, he really did. He he made that game great. Not that Joe Buck is just. He's just solid. Like he's just yeah. really good. Right. Um so since your Kansas City has the ball, two plays, third and ten, and in these situations it's always okay, is it Tyreek Hill or is or it Travis is it Kelsey? Kelsey? That's right. You know it's going to one of them. Right. Which I I wonder if teams would ever just like, okay, let's just triple cover both of them. <laughs> Someone will obviously be wide open or Mahomes right. will run it. But, right. And Hill is double covered. Mahomes throws it down the sideline. Gets deflected, but yeah, gets deflected a, right into the Bengal defender. It was a Chris Collingsworth interception, but interception nonetheless. And it leads to Kansas City drives. And by the way, is is T. Higgins just like a tight end? Why did he look like he was like seven feet tall? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Especially that uh, Uzama got hurt pretty early in the yeah, game and came out yeah, on crutches. Right. Higgins just kind of became the pseudo tight end that just kind of made a few big plays 
Yeah, because Kansas City said, Chase, you're not going to beat us. Yeah, That's six. basically what they said, right? I think he had like six receptions for 54 yards yeah, and a touchdown. Th- right. He was more of the decoy. Yeah. And again, Cincinnati drives down, and not only do they get in field goal range, McPherson gets a 31-yard field goal, which was the shortest of his day to kick. And it was just like this weird sinking feeling of like, is Kansas City going to block this? Like it just didn't feel real to me that they were about to lose. The, the only thing that kind of bothered me, and it bothers me about most teams, is like they set themselves up for a field goal. Why wouldn't you just try and score? Like they had gone down the field, and then all of a sudden they get to the 30-yard line, and whoa, we got we to gotta get a little defensive here, and let's just run the ball on three straight plays, and on the third one, let's get our quarterback to position the ball perfectly for our field goal kicker. Like, to me, I think they could have scored the way that they were just they were dry to me they were Kansas City wasn't stopping them no. it wasn't like it was third and long they were like getting first downs I just thought that was strange like once they got in field goal range it was like they they turned it off well, I know you're worried about the turnovers and stuff but the, I don't know the way they were going I thought they were just going to score a touchdown that was going to be the game that's because that was my only rebuttal is that you're just it turns into a Collingsworth okay you throw it to chase and a deflection gets in there yeah. and you give the ball back to Kansas City. But again, my argument, which was going to be your argument, is you get a, you block a field goal. Yeah. Because it's not an easy one where they kicked it from. It's not like it was at the five-yard line and you're kicking an extra point. It, they were a little – it was farther back. 31-yard field goal. Yeah, well. Again, not you can never call anything a chip shot no, anymore. No, exactly. But, but McPherson does feel like that – safe option especially in the playoffs like he's just he's done it for three straight weeks no and it just even even they give cincinnati the hats they're wearing their shirts they do the presentation and it just doesn't feel real right like cincinnati the cincinnati Bengals are in the super bowl first time since 1988 yeah that is and icky icky woods was there doing the icky shuffle yeah, Joe Burrow did he it. Did it. Yeah. Poor. This was a great moment. Poor Tracy Wolfson, but also yes. this is just kind of on her. Like it let shouldn't him be on su- her, but it sh- this should have like somebody there to like move the athlete along. Okay, it's time for your interview. Yeah, she's just like chasing him around, and, and she's like five foot nothing. Yeah, she's right? really short. And I know Joe Burrow's tall, but it was like a midget trying to. It was. It was. I almost reminded me of the Detroit Lions coach. Just. Bite him at the knees and take him down at the ankles. Bite him. I really, when I saw him do the icky shuffle, I I thought of you immediately. Yeah. Because <laughs> that was just, That's that was a great, because he's also wearing his own jersey. I love yes. that. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Gets on the field for the celebration. And the Cincinnati Bengals, and it leads into the second game where I think, besides us, I saw most people go, this is San Francisco. This is their game to lose. It's basically a 49er home game, which it was. How does that work, by the way? So the LA Rams have been in the league for two years. Has every other team in the league just decided to take 50% of their seats? How do they even allow that? Yeah. that If I was a Rams fan, that would bother me. Like, this is my home stadium. How are these other people getting tickets? It's embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, A couple other things from, to go back, Kansas Kansas City, Cincinnati quickly. The the scrambles in this game. So Mahomes has like one scramble on the first drive and doesn't run again. And then right. Joe Burrow is the one picking up first He's, downs. Yeah, he was running not necessarily for his life because I'm gonna have to say I got to give kudos to the offensive line for Cincinnati. 
got sacked once. two or th- I one, okay. Once. I was gonna say two times, two or three, but yeah, and and really wasn't running for his life. Like the runs were kind of okay. Things are breaking down here, but there's no one to pass to, so I'm gonna run. Yeah, it was not designed, but it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a disaster like the week before. No, the fact again that they made the Super Bowl and got sacked nine times in a game. This is just. It's almost a miracle team to the point that, like, I, at this point in time, I think they're winning the Super Bowl. Really? I just, I don't know. Joe Burrow is just, I, I know Joe Cool is a boring nickname, but, like, he's in playoff elimination games going back to college, although I don't always love that comparison. He's right. just never lost. Right. That would be interesting. And I, how many, I wonder how many of those games he was the favorite. Like, was he the favorite against Clemson? actually probably yeah because that lsu team was Was, ridiculous yeah um also cincinnati is down 18 at one point in this game and then it brings back the the two i guess there's one afc championship comeback which was new england indianapolis 2006 somewhere in that range where indy is the one coming back right and then the other one was Indy too, but I think it was Kansas City came back against Indianapolis, but it wasn't a championship game. Was it Pittsburgh? P- Pittsburgh, Indianapolis? Well, no, because it was like Alex Smith was running oh, for touchdowns. Okay. Gotcha. Um, eight, yeah, 18 points down. Like the down 11 at half is one thing, but down 18 points. Right. Who? Not that I was ready to turn it off because I just, I just liked both of these teams, but yeah. it, it did kind of feel like – Kansas City just had control, especially they're the established team. Uh, absolutely. Abs- again, if you're a Falcons fan, you got to be happy because people are talking about Kansas City right now. Uh, does this not make the next five years of the AFC that much more exciting? Oh, yeah, because now you were thinking a couple teams. Now you're probably thinking at least three teams now are just going to battle each other out. Yeah, it does kind of feel like those three are separate, KC, Buffalo, Cincy, that – like Baltimore, maybe on the right year, or the Chargers. Yeah. yeah, Chargers be another. Yeah, four, and it's all AFC. That's yeah. the thing. It's almost like they're the teams that are either going to dominate or they're going to beat each other up, and they won't win anything. That's probably why Rogers, Rogers going to Denver is pretty dumb to say. Like everyone's like, <laughs> oh, he wants to, he wants to play somewhere where he can dominate. Do you want to go into a division with? Derek Carr, who's the worst quarterback, and then there's Herbert and Mahomes. Right. Do you really want to play in that division? Go play in San Fran then because they didn't draft him. He's all pissed off. He's pissy. Go <laughs> play for them now. That's his home state anyway. Yeah, that's true. Uh, those those San Francisco 49ers did lose to the Rams 20-17. to 17. Um, Another great game. Really good. Right? Like, it's, it's just – it's hard because – that Bills Chiefs game is just gonna be there, like I said. That they're talking about changing the rules, right? And that makes it that the greatest game ever. When they, I, the only you know the only person that was cheering for the Chiefs, especially in overtime, was the NFL. See, the coin flip doesn't decide, right? Yeah. But anyway, I uh, digress. Uh, so they first trade punts and then. The Rams going a pretty deep drive into San Francisco territory. And I think going into this game, we kind of knew this was going to come down to the quarterbacks, not because of how good they are, but right. who's going to make the mistake. Yeah. And Stafford throws a pick to Jimmy Ward. And it felt like, it are, from the beginning to me, it felt like such a tight game that one mistake 
right. was going to be the difference. Now, didn't the Rams also miss a field goal they, on their first drive? No? Uh, no, it was a few few drives oh, okay. later. And that was really not close. No. Like, way wide right. <laughs> uh, not just wide right. San Fran punts, and then yep. Cooper Cup touchdown back right. back right of the end zone. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was nice. Yep. Uh, Debo Samuel touchdown. He did not have, like, any rushing yards in this game, but they throw a little wide receiver screen, and it's right. like a 40-yard touchdown run, dives for the pylon, and the crowd goes wild. Right. Because it's a San Francisco home game. Yeah. I just can't reiterate that enough. Like, that yeah. is just that is embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah, again, I don't know how that happens, but... Uh, then it's the L.A. miss field goal, and Sam Fran gets a field goal at the end of the first half, and it's 10-7, but it just kind of feels like the Rams, not that they were out of it, but it just, they couldn't capitalize on opportunities. Yeah, yeah, I was leaning towards the 49ers at that point, that they were the, I don't want to say the better team, but they just, it was it was turning into a 49ers game. Yeah. Or, or if it was run and gun, then... The Rams were going to win this handily, but that wasn't happening. And it was almost like that San Fran couldn't run the ball. Like, Jimmy G had to throw a lot. He did, yeah. And that's, in the end, what cost them. Yeah, Yeah, because they couldn't run. Uh, Start of the second half, San Francisco punts. The Matt Stafford, fourth and one, tried a QB sneak. And and that was a first down. Yeah, it was. I, I, I don't know why... Again, most of them are so like close, like it's. But that one, some of them are obvious, and like, what do you mean it's still fourth down? It, like, I'm not even have any guts in the game. Like, I don't care who gets a first down, but it just felt some like of them unfair. are weird. Yeah, some of them are weird. And this is this is when it becomes the 49ers game. San Fran drives George Kittle touch, touchdown, his first ever playoff touchdown. Yeah, that was weird, eh? Like it was like, oh, okay, that just I guess because he's always the target maybe he's yeah. just always the setup play oh, well, kelsey um, got multiple touchdowns right now uh the rams answer right back with the other cooper cup touchdown right and then it's just like okay so is san fran gonna blow this because they were they're up at the half they're yeah. up by three they're up by 10 right and then i just immediately start having okay this team you can never give them the lead <laughs> right they had to come back oh no wait they almost blew it against Dallas. Yeah. They had to come back against Green Bay. This team, you just you can't give them a lead because they're going to let the other team back in. Uh, San Fran punts, but this is when they come out on fourth and one and run an intentional delay of game. To me, there's nothing else. They, they, there was no count. There was nothing no. to try to draw yeah, them offside. Yeah, it's just to give the punter five more yards to get it inside the 10-yard line was the plan there all along. I don't know. Like, just try. Just try it. Just come up and try even the smallest Our of cadences. Count or something, yeah. Something. But yeah. instead, it's just, okay, let's give the punter room. Right. Like, it just, again, it makes me think of the Falcons. And in that Super Bowl, they just played way too conservative. And they right. gave New England chances. And you're giving the Rams the ball back. And it's not like the Rams took advantage and scored three touchdowns. And that's why they won. Yeah. They come back and they kick a field goal. This was when Stafford threw just a moon ball to Jaquaski Tart, and he drops it. Yeah, yeah, that's where I thought, oh, they're not going to win. You know, you get there's certain plays you go, oh, if he drops that, oh, because that also happened. Yeah, yeah, that just I just thought like, yeah, he drops that, and like that should have been the game. Yeah, even he said that after the game. He's, yeah, he, he was down for a while. 
Right? Like, I almost thought he was going to miss the next play. Yeah. Because, like, he just, he knew. They gave they gave the Rams a chance, and it's why they're not playing in a couple of weeks. Or, I guess, it's over just over a week yeah, now. Yeah, just over a week now. But, yeah, he catches that, it's game over. And it, it wasn't even, he didn't even have to make a spectacular catch. And that's probably why, what's the most frustrating? It was like a a pop fly to center field and just catch it. Like he was just, he was sitting it, under it. Was it. Like, yeah, it was like it was being thrown to him. He should have just called a fair catch. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so LA field goal ties the game up. San Fran punts it right back. LA field goal. And it's 20 to 17. And it's, a, again, if you go through that sequence, it's the drop pick field goal punt field goal. That was the best part of the game. Right. San Fran has the ball and you're thinking, okay, Jimmy G is going to drive. And then you're like, oh, Jimmy G has to drive to try to take the lead. And that's then the punt. You're like, okay, that makes sense. And Rams take the lead. And San Fran gets the ball back. They get one last possession. And it feels like this big momentum swing. The first couple plays kind of just turn into nothing. And then Jimmy G, I don't even know. Like, it, it you know what it was exactly like? The Kyler pick six. Exactly. It was a desperate. He just kind of like backhand, yeah. underhand. I don't even know. Yeah. He's getting sacked. Yeah. And bounces off the. Well, he, I, I almost kind of blame it on the receiver, too, because it did go through his hands. It w- like, it was high, yeah. but it was still catchable, or at least batted down or something, right? Like it's, Instead, he tries to make the play and tips it up. And, and almost like Tart, the Rams player just gets is sitting right behind him and just gets to go, ah, oh, thank it, you. Again, call a fair catch. <laughs> He's sitting under it, and it's uh, a pick. Jimmy G, his last game in San Francisco. Yeah, I would think so. And it, even if it's if you're thinking, well, if Trey Lance isn't ready, okay, they they know they're not going to win with Jimmy G. They know right. that now. Right. So it's Trey Lance or it's let's go get Rodgers. That's kind <laughs> of their two their two options. Um, yeah, the Rams having to do the silent count. And Stafford yeah. having to lift his leg at a home game in the NFC Championship game. You may have to do that in the Super Bowl. Yeah, like who's who's to say Cincinnati isn't going to have like seventy five percent of the fans? You haven't had a a team in the Super Bowl in twenty some years and thirty years. Yeah, that's yeah. they might travel well. This is like I'm like on. I don't even know how to quantify my excitement. I don't know the last time. I would probably since Atlanta was in the Super Bowl. I think this is the most excited I've been for a Super Bowl. Really? I really I think it's just because it's usually the big bad. There's the Brady or I guess Mahomes isn't the big bad, but there's always like the obvious favorite I feel like in Super Bowls. Okay. And this one doesn't feel that way. I know nope. the Rams yep. were in a Super Bowl. Right. But they Matt weren't Stafford the wasn't. Right. It, so it, so it's our two teams, right? Are the teams that we both Oh my god. Uh, wait, I said the Bengals were going to win. Damn it. Yeah. I guess I picking my So the team that I cheered for this year <laughs> and the team that you cheered for that are playing true. each other. Uh, I was so, so we're pretty and, good. I was so in and out on the Rams, but I yeah. did pick them before the year, so I the guess The washers got in there. I even before the year, I didn't even think about I might have said it and just forgot about it. I forgot the Super Bowl was in LA when I picked the Rams. Okay. I just thought they were going to make the Super Bowl. So first time ever, teams have gone back to back playing at home. Yeah, I don't know if that trend's going to continue. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Where's the next year, Detroit? <laughs> were they ever? I I don't know if they'll ever have a Super Bowl in Detroit again. Why? I don't know. 
like, is that a nice stadium? Like, I think it's just kind of if a they real... want to guarantee that there's no home team in it. <laughs> like, it, it feels like it's like a what five city rotation. It's it has been it's yeah. New Orleans, Atlanta, He's... Houston. Now you could throw L.A. in that mix, right? Feels like that's kind of it, Miami. Right. You think Dallas would get them? It's a why new wouldn't stadium, Dallas get right? a Super Bowl? Yeah, or like I said, Ford Field is new, so like why yeah. wouldn't they get it? Because it used to be that way. It used to be a, a bigger rotation, right? Like obviously, like even the New York Giants got it one yeah, year. Yeah, they did right? that. That Peyton like Manning Buffalo one. Bills will never get one unless they their new stadium will be inside. I'm assuming Minnesota will try and bid on one. Does Minnesota, get right? It? They used to have one. They had one before. I'm but you're right, though. The it, it's it's pretty limited, right? Yeah. I yeah. wonder, like, Vegas should get one. Vegas should get one. Oh, the yeah, Super yeah, Bowl. for sure they'll get one. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they're in the mix. I'm shocked Dallas has never gotten a suit. I'd, yeah. Like, we'd never, I'd never thought about that. Yeah, because they're a prime, right? The owners, I'm sure, all snuggy, snuggly with. I was going to say, do you think that the, like, the, all, like, the 31 other owners go, yeah, no, Dallas doesn't get a Super Bowl? They, yeah, they don't deserve they that. Get a, too. They get enough. Yeah. Um,. All right, it's time for everyone's favorite segment, the Washington Commanders. Yeah, it'll just take me some while, a while to get used to, but I'm okay with that. Thank God it took them two years to come up with Commanders. Uh, do you want to hear what the internet has? Because, like anything, the internet doesn't like the name, which I, I knew was going to happen, whatever they named them. But there is there is a joke that's now that has now started with this new team already in okay. day one of being the commanders and being with their their colors being uh red yellow white whatever combo you want to say yeah uh that people are calling them the communists oh boy and it's gonna be the cowboys versus the communists oh boy that's i mean it's not quite cowboys versus that other name that they used to be it, but it, it's pretty close. I I love the internet for stuff like this. I kind of like the name. I, I don't hate it. Yeah, I, I don't hate it either. It just, to me, it's like not two years worth of thinking that name. Like if they had a much better name, go, okay, I can see why it took them so long to, but anyway, yes, they, everyone has a nickname again. Thank goodness. <laughs> Their jerseys are pretty nice. I didn't say they're not. I'm glad they stuck with the same color scheme. Color scheme because yeah, they're still the Washington Skins to me. Skins is a good, but it. I don't feel bad saying that. It didn't. It was a good nickname. Uh, the oh wait, uh, to go back, the Brian Flores lawsuit against the NFL. Right. This is just damning, especially during Super Bowl time. That yeah. this is when everyone's paying attention to the NFL. Right. And then there's. Flores, who is suing the NFL, the New York Giants, which to me was the most fascinating part. He released text messages from Bill Belichick congratulating him for the job, but he meant to text Brian Dable, the Giants head coach, not Brian Flores. And apparently that decision was already made before Flores even interviewed that it was going to be Dable. Well, sometimes that happens, but you still got to go through the process, I guess, right? So I, I get he's probably peeved. That's he's pissy. That is out of the three teams that are a part of this. That is definitely not the worst. Okay. Miami apparently the Miami Dolphins owner was offering a hundred thousand dollars per loss. I think it was twenty, like the twenty his first year as the head coach where. 
if they gotten the first overall pick, they would have gotten Joe Burrow. Not saying that that's any correlation, but just wow. that was that time. So $100,000 per loss. And uh, Hugh Jackson, the former Cleveland Browns head coach, said that he also was offered a similar deal wow. for each loss, which made me think he should have taken that because he won one game in two years. So yeah, exactly. Would have gotten a lot of money out of that. He said it wasn't quite a hundred thousand, but he said it was lucrative Still. enough. Right. Uh, and then the third team is the Denver Broncos, who apparently uh, only. I think this was the Giants was a part of this as well, but that Denver only interviewed him because of the Rooney Rule, where you have to interview a person of color. Right. Which is just again, the Broncos are for sale, and they have yeah. this kind of over them now. Everyone's right. saying. They're going to sell, and they're going to be the most expensive franchise ever. But are we sure there's not, like, an investigation coming of, like, what their workplace is like if stuff like this is coming out? Yeah, but, again, it's a little sticky because you're getting new owners in there. So, And that's another – we were talking about Rodgers going to Denver earlier today. And right. Why would you want to go there? I know your offensive coordinator's there, but yeah. that is the only stable thing that's there. Yeah, at this point. It's not like they're – I guess their defense is still good. I know they got rid of Von Miller. but Yeah, yeah, no, they're still solid. They'll sell for $4 billion if you got money available. <laughs> I'll, I'll start saving up for it. Okay. Um, What else do we got? Uh, I was about to say – I always confuse Jim and John Harbaugh. I should have wrote down which one was which. John. No, John is the – Ravens head coach Jim Harbaugh the Michigan head coach heading back to Michigan after he interviewed for the Vikings job and then apparently Minnesota didn't offer him the job but he was confident he was going to get the job and now he's just going back to Michigan I I find that awkward that you were just flirting with the NFL like that and then you go oh no okay I'll just I'll go back probably because they wouldn't give him the job exactly or or the conditions that he wanted He's already been in the NFL and been successful. So he flamed out. Yeah. Pretty spectacularly in San Francisco. Yeah. And yeah, he's a Michigan guy, right? So I like it. I'm I'm glad he's coming back. Yeah. I, I didn't like that he was like it was the Raiders at first and then it was Minnesota. I right. I, I didn't like it. <laughs> you go to a go to one college football semifinal, get blown out, and now you just want to leave? Well, I don't know. His, his contract was up, so it was a combination, I I'll think. Give him, they'll give him a big deal. Uh, we also have the Super Bowl jerseys, which, again, it's me. It's something I care about. I weirdly didn't have them pulled up. Did I take a screenshot? Uh, no, actually, I do. The Brady thing I want to go back to for a second because I screenshotted a sequence of um, this is what the world was like before Tom uh, – when Tom Brady wasn't in the NFL, the last time he wasn't. Okay, 2000? Yeah, or something like that. Uh, LeBron James was a freshman in high school. Okay. Uh, the Buccaneers and Patriots hadn't won any Super Bowls. That's not that impressive. The Rams had just won the Super Bowl. All right, as St. Louis. Yeah. Uh, Mac Jones, do you want to know how old Mac Jones was? Ooh. Two? One. One-year-old Mac Jones. Apple hadn't released the iPod yet. Oh, boy. Uh, the Nokia phones were what were what was hip. Yeah, we had one of those. A couple of those. Uh, Carlos Santana's Maria Maria. 
was number one on the Billboard. Uh, and the PlayStation 2 was released. For those nice. keeping track at home, the PlayStation 5 was released like last year. Uh, Tiger Woods had only won two of his 15 majors. Wow. And that is the last one. But I just thought that was really... Especially like the PlayStation 2 was my favorite part. <laughs> that that was released when Brady was not... The last time he was not in the NFL. Um... Super Bowl jerseys. I forgot what I was doing. NFL. I hope they posted the Super Bowl jerseys. Uh, so the Rams are going with the white jerseys, and yellow pants. Yeah, I like that. Like, I don't. I don't like all one, all white, of any team. No, it, it's kind of it, awkward. It, yeah, and like, like I, it's I understand the Thursday grassy. night thing. Yeah, but other than that, I don't like any team going all white. Yeah, I like when they wear their colored pants. Yeah. And then the, Beng- the white. Bengals are going with the black top and white pants. Nice. I don't know why, but I just I, I saw that and I was like, ah, oh, this is great news. Not <laughs> even not even news, just pictures. So uh, who's at home? Who's the home team? The Bengals. Okay. So if you're if you're keeping oh. track, I'm sure we'll do uh we'll f- find some props to do with the girls. Right. And do coin toss and who's gonna pick who's gonna win the coin toss. Yeah. I don't know How who's gonna anthem now i don't know who's gonna win it but i know i'm picking tails, tails. for overtime or for <laughs> no, the start of the game start of the game they, they should do that both give me double tails I, i'm sure i'd get great odds on that uh we're gonna head to the nhl unless you have anything else for the nfl nope uh nhl all-star game this week um friday skills competition saturday game first of all love that format i hated an NHL All-Star game on a Sunday. Like yeah, just... I, I, I didn't know. It's, it's hockey Saturdays. Yeah. Saturday hockey night in Canada. It's hockey afternoon in Canada. Yeah. But it's it's also like the the Pro Bowl is Sunday. Like, I, I don't want to – not that it would be too difficult to pick between the Pro Bowl and the, and the NHL All-Star game, but it's still kind of dumb to make them choose. But this, this format's great. Friday's the skills competition, and – they're adding Brett back. They took away the breakaway challenge for a couple of years, which is basically just people get to be as creative as they can to score. I don't even know if there's a scoring system, but uh, Wyatt Russell, the actor, and men on Rayam, Rayamu, Rayom, Rayom. Yeah, I, I and I did watch her when the Red Wings played this weekend. I watched her. So they do go to her once in a while for. Is it just she's for goalie stu- she's stuff? She's the studio. Studio. Okay, gotcha. Um. Along with the, so they have, I love, they do the save streak, which is basically just a shootout, and then the goalie tries to make as many saves in a row as possible. That's probably been my favorite event. They have accuracy shooting, hardest shot, fastest skater, but they have two new events that are going to be specifically for Vegas. Uh, The first one is going to happen at the uh, Bellagio. Well, they're like shutting down the strip to do this, but it's the NHL Fountain Faceoff. In which eight participants travel by boat to a rink, sort of that they, they kind of they put the lines in the fat in the fountain at the Bellagio, right? And then they have like platforms to shoot off of, and uh, they shoot pucks into five targets in the least amount of time, fighting through spray of the fountains. And there's also a head-to-head final. Uh, among the eight people participating is Olympic medalist Jocelyn Lamaru Davidson. 
Oh, wow. Uh, and our other one, which is, to me, this is what's hilarious about the NHL, and I'm, I'm glad they can evolve because they've kind of leaned into the sports gambling and stuff. There is no gambling in this, but it's the Las Vegas NHL 21 in 22. So it's blackjack meets hockey. Okay. So there's going to be a full deck of oversized playing cards on a screen, and there'll be five players that will shoot pucks at the screen trying to add the cards up to get to 21. Okay. And then in the least number of shots, trying not to uh, go bust. Go bust, right. Uh, The player who wins two rounds will be crowned the puck shark. Okay. For – and. Again, for when they we didn't want to call them the aces because we don't want to be associated with gambling, and that right. was four years ago. Right. And now it's, yeah, we're just going to play blackjack. I think that's kind of cool. So both of these events are going to happen outside. That's cool. The the Let fountain one get... makes sense, but, like, the other one, I don't know why that has to be outside. I don't know. It's Vegas. Vegas, so why not? Yeah. I'm just disappointed Chara's not going. Yeah. Because they asked him to go, right? Like, I always think that the specialty guys – should go to the specialty events like they should be like either the defending champions or you know just because they're gonna up the ante for anybody else who wants to try and win because like the nba does that where like like we're gonna talk about the people in the dunk contest they're not all stars but right they're going for that yeah and every like pretty i think that's the other thing the nhl misses is like Pretty much every NBA player is going to the All-Star game, whether they're playing or not. Exactly, and we've talked about that because like, some of the players, again, because you have to have participants, so now it's not really, in my mind, a true All-Star game for yeah. the NHL, where yeah. they could make it an All-Star game because, yeah, maybe you don't have an All-Star playing in the game, but you have them doing this, a skill. Like Trevor Zegras. Right, yeah. Zegras like, is there, but he's not an All-Star. Exactly, right? But we know what he's good at. Yeah. Right? I forgot. I forgot. I did. I did this the other day on the train. Um, I actually just like fixed the all-star rosters of what they should be because the format when they started this was um, six forwards, three defensemen, and a goalie. Or right. Two goalies. Um, Atlantic, Matthews, Barkov, Point, Stamkos, Huberdeau, Marchand up right. front. I don't think there's many arguments there. No. Again, this is coming from a Red Wings fan. Dylan Larkin is not better than any of those players. Right. This year. This year, yeah. Back end, Hedman, Ekblad, Riley. Yeah. And Nett, Campbell, Vasilevsky. They didn't get that part wrong. Right. Uh, Metro, uh, again, I'm, I'm saying this in the world that everybody's healthy. COVID, yeah, yeah. COVID doesn't exist. And, right. Uh, Metro, Ovechkin. This isn't any order, too. I just kind of did yeah. it randomly. Ovechkin, Panarin, Aho, Kreider, Crosby, Gensel. Yep. Back end, Adam Fox, Zach Rowenski, and I was about to say Zach Carlson, John Carlson. Right. And then Annette, Igor Shosturkin, and Tristan Jari. Yeah. Central, this is this is my favorite one because it's McKinnon, Kadri, Jordan Kairou, Kaprizov, Miko Ranton, and Kyle Connor. Yeah. And then back end, Kale McCarr, Roman Yoski, and you could have picked either of the Dallas defensemen. I put Heiskanen. Right. And then Annette, UC Saros, Connor Hellebuck. Uh, Pacific, McDavid, Dreisaitl, Johnny Goudreau, Timo Meyer, Troy Terry, Andrzej Kopitar. Yeah. That's probably the most inclusive out of all the divisions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, back end, Petrangelo, Shea Theodore, Quinn Hughes. Yeah. And then Annette, John Gibson, Jake Markstrom. 
Like, to me, it's just – it's not that hard. I know there's going to be – actually, we could talk about it now, the guys that are going to be missing the game now, but we don't need a – it's an all-star game, yeah. not a participation yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, guys that are missing out, Nathan McKinnon. Right. Got hit by Taylor Hall, yeah, yeah, facial contusion. Yeah. Uh, he's out. Alexander Ovechkin, which this is – my favorite part of all-star weekend every year is how does Alex Ovechkin get out of it? Yeah, exactly. Cause usually he just says, I'm not going, I'll take the one yeah. game suspension, but right. we get a Kurt Vaughn this year. He's tested positive for COVID. I sound a little excited saying that again. But, so that's the second time. Yeah. Test positive. It's for almost COVID. like he was, he, he, he did like that basketball guy. He licked all the microphones <laughs> and stuff. I don't want to go. I yeah. don't want to go. I don't want to go. It's funny because he's always voted as a captain, too. And he just doesn't go. But Yeah, like he only went the one time when he played with two sticks. Is, yeah. Is the only time I remember him going. People, I wonder if they count him as an all-star even though he doesn't go. Because I wonder if he's going to finish career as like a three-time all-star. People are going <laughs> to yeah, go. Yeah, really. Why did he make all-star games? Because he's, like, he's sneaking over to Russia to play <laughs> for the athletes that are representing the Olympic Committee. <laughs> I like Pretending that. to be Russian. Um, also, Adam Fox, he was put on IR by the Rangers. He's out, so replacing them, we have Roman Yossi, Evgeny Kuznetsov, and Tom Wilson. Because who doesn't want to see Tom Wilson at the All-Star game? Like It's like as far as you can possibly get from the kind of game he plays. Like At least, at least Brad Marchand is like very skilled, so yeah. he can play that game. Tom, Will like What's Tom Wilson going to do without body checking? He, uh, like his game is harassing people and hitting people. Like uh, I don't know. Crosby must have wait. Is Crosby? I don't know if Crosby's going to the All Star game. Not. He's probably not. Like Crosby no. just said no. Yeah, <laughs> that's embarrassing. Um. Uh. So with McKinnon out, he was the captain. Now Joe Pavelski gets to be the captain of the Central Division. Yeah, Central Division that sounds about right in two thousand and six. <laughs> Uh, we've we had a couple of jersey retirements. Um, in my opinion, probably the most underrated defenseman. I don't even say I don't even know if it counts as my era, but Sergei Zubov got yeah. his number retired by Dallas, which they need to bring back those Sergei Zubov era Dallas Stars jerseys. Yeah, those, yeah, those are really are nice. nice. Yeah. Uh, the other one, Henrik Lundqvist, got his number yeah. retired by the Rangers. Just kind of. Not even soon, but I guess it's one of those they kind of had to wait for the right time to retire right. his number. Yeah. The, I guess it's it's like him and Richter. I guess are is the battle for the greatest Ranger goalie. Unless there's someone older that I'm forgetting. Yeah, they had some good goalies in the Ed Jackman in the '70s. John Davidson was a pretty good Ranger oh, goalie. Yeah. Wasn't he their GM at one point? Yep. Yep. <clears throat> so it's not Richter Lundqvist. Well, they're they're in there. Van Beesburg you can put in there too. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was the him and Richter were the one two punch there for quite some time. Like Stanley Cup run or before that? Um like Van Beesburg probably would have left around that time. Yeah, yeah, he left around that time. Yeah. Good old Florida. Yeah. Uh so this well, I guess the past weekend cuz Detroit did beat Anaheim this week too in overtime. It's yep. they're just a fun team to watch. So Friday night, I just happened to be like, oh, you know what? I'll watch. It's Pittsburgh. They should. It should be a good game. And it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually, I don't know why I watched it. 
Oh, I guess because you taped them, so I just happened. There's, I, I'm at the point in sports now where I'm like running out of things to watch. <laughs> right, the, once the Australian Open's over, now I'm trying to dig into college basketball. That's kind of where I'm at yeah, because can... there isn't much on right now. No. Like there's Raptors. If the Raptors aren't on, there's nothing on. No. Sports wise, like if you look over the next two weeks, I decided to tape the East West Shrine game. Uh, the I never watch All Star games, but I'm gonna watch them because there's nothing else going on now for the next little while. Now you're watching the Anaheim Toronto Wednesday night game yeah, the other week, and bit, I was like, yeah. "Oh, that's <laughs> you're really you're really missing out." Uh, so Friday night they beat Pittsburgh in the shootout. I almost forgot, but uh, the overtime was amazing. Even yeah. though it w- was a little slower, uh, Casey DeSmith made an unbelievable save on Dylan Larkin. Yeah. And it made me him. think, ah, oh, they're going to lose this game. Right. That's just where my mind went. Also, it's it's abolished the shootout. Like, let's, let's get rid of it. Or let's yeah. put every precaution in so we don't have to go, all right, so we're just going to have a bunch of breakaways, and that's going to decide who wins this hockey game. Just don't even – Put a, a time on the clock. Just play until someone scores. Like, it's not going to take that long. Especially if you have to dig deep in your lineup and it's like a fourth line, three-on-three three matchup. Yeah, someone's going to score, right? It's like the, the I always go back to um, the shootout you had against uh, Belleville. The worst guy out of both teams, and I'm sure he still talks about it to this day, he scores the overtime, or the shootout winner. Yeah. You know, as the 36th shooter <laughs> on the ice. Yeah, I went first. I was going to go up again. I was about to shoot again, but he yeah. scored. Yeah. I was just going to shoot that second time because I tried to deke the first time. Uh, and then Saturday night, um, I watched Detroit on a back-to-back host Toronto with my girlfriend's dad, big-time right. Leaf fan. and In uh, Detroit, which was kind of For a Saturday for a night. Saturday night yeah. game. Um, I think the NHL is doing it pretty smart that they're having as little games in Canada as possible until there's fans back. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Because, yeah, the owners are losing. They've already lost so much money that, yeah, wait till I know it's 500 fans now for until February. But, oh, we're in February now. So, yeah. I guess a few more weeks and then whatever the next number is going to be. But at least there's more fans. Some fans. But it, it does make a difference. Yeah, the energy of right. the, oh, the crowd. It's just, yeah, the basketball, watching that, and, yeah, the hockey. Like, even, I know, like, out in BC, it's, I think it's still 50% capacity. It's not like Ontario. Yeah. That's for sure. And going early second period, the Red Wings strike twice. It's 3-1? Three, three or is it maybe 4-1? I'm not sure. But, um, and I'm, I'm on top of the world. This is great. And then I just see it for a moment. And I'm like, oh, wait, we're not the team that's supposed to win. And here comes Michael Bunting. And here comes Michael Bunting. And here comes Michael Bunting. And yeah. suddenly it's a tie game, and in which I immediately turn my brain to, oh, well, we're not supposed to win this game. Ah, who cares if, if we lose? And then the Leafs take the lead. And then they score again. And then John Tavares, after this is – this is going to be poss- – it was possibly one of the greatest jokes I've ever seen, but um, it was – Mine's going to be better. Is it Tyler Bertuzzi? Yeah. Yeah, that's I – saw, I saw it online that it's the only t- – it's his only time he's going to take two shots or something like that. Oh, that, oh, mine's better then because oh. that was out of my bad, good, and great. I put it under my bad – or my great. The best 
two saves you'll ever see from an unvaccinated player. <laughs> yeah, he, he almost saved the day, and then Tavares... And they're down by two. It's yeah. not like it was like if he saves that, they still have a chance. They're already out of it. Yeah. And then Tavares, this is like the most I just wanted to say. You know what? If Todd Bertuzzi was in the NHL, he probably would have hit John Tavares because that was kind. Of, that was a cheeky. Yeah, I'm surprised that Bertuzzi just didn't go up to him and do what his uncle did to uh, Steve Nelson, one of the brothers. Yeah, yeah, that was bad. Like, and and then it lobs in and it's seven four. I'm like, yeah, and he was... still didn't break a stick. No, I, 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 he tried. I would have broke. Yeah. I would have broken mine on that one. You make two saves and then it still still goes in. That was that was bad. I, again, I immediately turned my brain to ah whatever. The Leafs are the Leafs are better. They're supposed to win these games, but not like that. No, right? And and that was get, both the games they played this year. And again, and the New Jersey game. Yeah. New Jersey's a bad hockey team. There's no way you should be going down well three nothing or four one or I, yeah. I get it. They win. But you're not going to be able to do that in the playoffs against better teams. You can't go down like that, and that is going to be the demise. Again, to the Leafs, I, I know they're not, oh, we won five in a row. Yeah, but look how you're winning your games. Oh, see, I think the, the second half of the home-and-home home with New Jersey just throws everything out the window. Oh, well, we beat them 7-1. Yeah, because you're supposed to. And That's I've, fine. Wasn't Campbell in net for the second game? Yeah. So I would hope you would win that by that much. Yeah. But regardless, it just it yeah you got to look at your you the biggest problem that Leaf fans have and, and I know Joff is a big Leaf fan and I don't want to say he's part of the problem but this is the problem he has he doesn't look at any other teams so he has no idea like you know we all talked about well, how are your Flyers doing like he has no idea right papa no idea how other teams he know how he knows how his team's doing yeah so a team comes into his rank well how's this team i don't know but we're gonna play them and hopefully oh we didn't beat them okay well because they're good yeah right oh are they you they don't know yeah. right so like they beat new jersey to all oh, the devils they've won three stanley cups in the last 37 years <laughs> yeah but they're they're great they're rebuilding you know what i mean so uh scott stevens out tonight yeah, like I, I don't know, like I, I feel bad, but I, I think you saying that makes me so excited to make this metaphor that, uh, the Leafs are driving, Leaf fans maybe are driving the Titanic right now, and they are just having the time of their life. They're sitting up in first class, and little do they know, a little ways ahead, there is an iceberg that is ironically double teamed as the Florida Panthers or Tampa Bay Lightning. Right. Which that, is usually a, a warm bodied iceberg. But yeah. yeah, they're just in Carolina. Those or Boston. Like all those teams are better than the Leafs. I, again, I've already taped it. I'm watching Monday's game. Because the Leaf fans are gonna be how can we why can't we beat Carolina? Oh. They're playing Carolina. Like the, the, the again, this is a great measuring stick. I don't think they beat them. No. Again, if you're having – We'll the, see. The two games they have had against Detroit have been so good that it made me think, ooh, that's not good. Like, the Red Wings, you could technically say they're in the playoff race. They're like but they're not. Seven, they're the, they're, they're the like only, seven points back of Boston, right. but they're Boston the only has team games in Right. They're the only team that has a re realistic chance. The playoffs are set. 
right? We already have our eight teams, unless the Islanders, again, can they're starting to win. They're winning their games, so we'll see if they can, you know, pull it off at the end. But, yeah, other than if the Islanders and Red Wings are the outside looking in, most likely. They'll be the closest team. Other than that, the other teams, are they're done. Yeah. Season's over. Do you know who uh, is fourth place in the wild card right now in the East? No. The Columbus Blue Jackets. They're nowhere <laughs> that's close. That's to, embarrassing. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to bring up the Philadelphia Flyers. Two wins. Cam Atkinson said goodbye to that losing streak. Beat the Kings in overtime. Beat Winnipeg. This is great. I mean, it's not like the Flyers are, are going to finish bottom five anyways because uh, they'll be close to close bottom to five. That, yeah. But the teams below them are just so bad. Yeah, that they can't catch them <laughs> or, or let the other team catch them. Right, that's how bad bad those other teams are. Even if the Flyers end up trading Giroux and half their team or whatever, they're still probably going to finish ahead of those four other teams. So yeah, they get the top. They get a number five pick, five or six pick. Four teams: so Montreal, Ottawa, Arizona, Seattle. Seattle. Yeah. Would you trade Giroux to the Rangers? I heard that. I don't care. Because he might have actually have an inside deal where you know what, trade me I'll and I'll back. come back and play for. You know, doesn't usually happen, but maybe if he's true, he's got a no trade clause, so it's up to him, right? If you know they have that, I know you can't because it's kind of collusion or whatever, and things could change too in the off season. Yeah, uh, the Flyers are going after Gujo all day that right now. Are, are you saying he has a no trade clause? Uh thank you, thank you. Even though I said it wrong, uh, the Buffalo Sabers. Not only is this just actually, they're probably another team Philly will finish ahead of. Buffalo, uh, or it'll be a race. No. Yeah, it's a race. But <laughs> Buffalo just beat them last time, so that that was a good sign. Uh, the Sabers in one of their recent games almost didn't have a goalie. What? Uh, so let's let's go through the list. Aaron Dell, he's suspended. Right. Malcolm Subban injured. Yeah. Or there's a list of it's injured or COVID protocol. Uh, Malcolm Subban. There was uh, Ukapeka Lukanen. Right. Where's he? Uh, he's hurt oh. or in COVID protocol. Uh, I think Dustin Tokarski was another one of them. But luckily, the hero that saved their day, Craig Anderson. Wow. He was in that for the Buffalo Sabers. First game since November. Even though, and now people are talking about, well, what contender is he going to get traded to at the deadline? That's just what <laughs> no Craig one. Anderson deserves. Uh, Vander Kane debut in Montreal gets a goal and I I'm just I I'm so excited for Edmonton fans to convince themselves well yeah we we're a Stanley Cup contender we have a Vander Kane I just don't like this kid he just he's not likable no like yeah he's a good player that's fine but so I want him to play against my team because I don't like the guy. Like he, I, I don't think he's truthful. No, I don't. he like threatened Jeff O'Neill. For <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, that's a very. I wish he was still in the NHL. Right. Okay. Yeah. It just. I don't know. He just. He's got. How many chances do you get? Because I know you're a professional athlete and you're good at what you do, but just keep your mouth shut then. And ever like he was talking about, oh, well, I've, I have a good relationship with people in San Jose. Like the reason he got traded from Winnipeg, he was late for a meeting and Dustin Bufflin threw his tracksuit into a shower. Shower. Yeah, because they hate him. <laughs> so what's the difference? It's going to be no different here. Did you watch any of that interview no. with him and Carla Gray? Because like 
I don't know why he had the interview. I feel like he just wouldn't say anything. Yeah, it's it's almost like everything was under investigation. Like he's in lawsuits and stuff. So yeah, well, I can't comment on that. Why not? Right? Like she was pretty good actually. She's pretty blunt with him. But yeah, like so he, he's the one who wants to have this interview to air everything out and basically tells us nothing. Yeah, he should have picked someone closer to him that would have just saw, would have tossed him softballs because that's not that's not what Kayla Gray does. She, no, she's yeah, she hard nose. Yeah, for sure. Because she even said like I flew all this way out here to you know get some answers and you're giving me nothing or whatever. Right? I thought it was well done. Yeah, I I think the thing that's going to help Evander Kane is Connor McDavid's probably going to go into that dressing room and say, "Hey guys, listen, we're accepting him. We need we need this help for sure," because. If you if we're gonna say Evander Kane is in this lineup, no no outside problems, he's gonna be on the ice, committed. This team does look really good. Absolutely. Now they got three lines. You can have Hyman and Nugent Hopkins on your third line. Again, they don't have a goalie. So no. too bad Evander Kane couldn't play net, because then then they'd be in really good shape. I wanna know who the because I know we're always gonna go back to Flurry. But you have to have a backup option. Like, who is the backup option? Not one of the goalies from Buffalo. <laughs> I don't know. I, I really don't know, but we're they're running out of time. I heard, uh, I was listening to uh, the Hockey News podcast, and they said um, Thomas Grice from the Red Wings. And honestly, anybody that's not Miko Koskinen, Mike Smith, or Stuart Skinner, which it's not an offense to Stuart Skinner. He's just not ready to be a playoff Stanley Cup level goalie. Right. I like Thomas Grice. I thought that was a good idea. Yeah. It's not like he's the starter in Detroit, but he could right. be the starter in Edmonton. Yeah. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche, who had a 18-game winning streak at home, and it was snapped by none other than the Arizona Coyotes, who – are just on a quest to finish second last. <laughs> I got nothing for you. Once you bring up the Coyotes, I just lose all interest. It was a shootout too. Yes, I did see the highlights. Abolish the shootout. That was my whole. That was my whole point of that. Um, we mentioned Edmonton's third line. The Florida Panthers' third line registered 15 points against the. Uh, I was about to say. No, no, it was Columbus. Against, I was going to say then Colorado. Against the Columbus Blue Jackets. And their third line of Mason Marchment, Anton Lundell, and Sam Reinhardt, which made me immediately say, how is that a third line? Right. And one of those kids got six points. Marchment. Marchment. That's 18% of his career points was <laughs> in that game. Uh, do you want to take a wild guess of who Mason Marchment was drafted by? San Jose. The Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh. <laughs> couldn't couldn't you use a guy like that in Toronto? Maybe, here, maybe not. I'll twist that knife. on the trade block. Yeah, they put him on the first line, which I kind of like the – now I get to bring up one of my favorite phrases, the classic pump and dump. Oh. You're going to play him with Barkov and Huberto. Right. And get some points and then look how good he is. Get out of here. Off. I don't know why – unless you're bringing back another top six forward, it doesn't feel like that's a move you have to make. Yeah, I yeah, I don't think Florida has to do anything. They just it it just it feels to me, and it might be premature because Florida could run into Tampa Bay and get eliminated. But it just feels like a Florida Carolina crash course, and then you're gonna have to really decide who you want to cheer for. Yeah, I 
unless Florida gets rid of their ten million dollar goalie, then you could get a ten million dollar player. That is that that could put you over the top because I don't really think goaltending is an issue. Arizona, yeah. <laughs> uh, Eric Stahl named the captain for the 2022 men's Olympic hockey team. I don't know. That's that's all. I just want to talk. I just wanted to say that. Okay. I'm more interested in the women's. To be honest with you, I can't wait till tomorrow night. I thought Canada, it was tonight. Switzerland. Oh, tonight then. Sorry. Canada, well, Switzerland. This is this is the thing that sucks about the Olympics. In even it was 2014, the same way. I remember waking up at like 5 a.m. to watch Canada Sweden gold medal game. The games are going to be on at obscure hours, so check your PVRs. Or DVRs, if you're actually if you're in the states, you're not gonna really care about Olympic hockey until Canada plays the U.S. But uh, women's Olympic hockey, Canada, Switzerland, game one, the quest for revenge. Yes, good old 2018 Olympics, and you know what? I think there's a theme to this episode. Do you know how the 2018 Olympics ended in women's hockey? Um, yes. Wasn't that Finland should have won the gold? That was the world championship. Oh, then I don't remember. 2018 Olympics, Canada, U.S. in a shootout. Oh, okay. I will say it one more time. Everybody listen loud. Abolish the shootout. Right. Now, did the Olympics change the rules, IHF? Is it three on three now? In yes. Oh, okay. Oli- they, made it. they did it first before the NHL. Oh, okay. Uh, the last NHL story I have, which I discovered this mere seconds before we started recording um this is uh rocky wurtz who's the owner of the chicago blackhawks in it doesn't really look like a press conferences but i'm just i'm gonna play this clip it's about a minute long so it'll take a bit to get through but i just this just shocked me and i can't believe there's human beings out here that would say stuff like this so here we go rocky wurtz um I guess I could say that he's asked about what Chicago is doing in their organization. Also, and I think much of what happened to Kyle Beach stemmed from a, a power imbalance between a coach and a player and the powerlessness of a player in that situation. So what are the Blackhawks doing? What have the Blackhawks done? What will the Blackhawks do to empower a player in a similar situation to make sure that doesn't happen again? I'm going to answer the question at the end. I think the report speaks for itself. The people that were involved are no longer here. We're not looking back at 2010. We're looking forward. And we're not going to talk about 2010. I'm we're, not about I, I know, and I'm not either. And we're not going to talk about what happened. We're moving forward. That is my answer. Now, what's your next question? I can pick up to what we are doing today. And I think no, I don't know. That's none of your business. That's none of your business. What we're going to do today is our business. I don't think it's any of your business. Because I don't think it's in your business. You don't work for the company. If someone in the company asks that question, we'll answer it. And I think you should get on to the next subject. We're not going to talk about Kyle Beach. We're not going to talk about anything that happened. Now, we're moving on. What more do I have to say? You want to keep asking the same question? You hear the same answer? Okay, ask the next question. That ending of you said enough right there. The the fact that he won't answer the question because he's not a part of the organization. Yeah. This just like how how is anybody supposed to believe that Chicago, the Blackhawks organization, has improved in any way? They haven't. 
it's just different people in these positions now. Like the the fact that he dismisses it, we're not talking about Kyle Beach, we're not talking about twenty ten. We're just looking forward to the future. So basically you just want to sweep it under the rug and pretend it didn't exist. We fired everyone, so it doesn't matter. Like it starts it starts from the top. Yeah, no, I agree. This is this is terrible and outright embarrassing. If Chicago Blackhawk fans are going to games without paper bags on their head, they better start now because this franchise is embarrassing. Agreed. With all of their success and honestly we could we this is tainted. Even, not even on the ice yeah even though that's not really good either poor mark andre Fleury, and i i love that the last little knife twist that i will give to anybody that just not i don't want to say supports the blackhawks but doesn't see anything wrong with this uh stan bowman former gm named seth jones one of the three players to go to the olympics when the nhl players were going now you get that huge seth jones contract your gm's gone what what do you have like Chicago doesn't have anything to look forward to no their untouchables don't include Alex Dabrinkat yeah get rid of him then don't he's not worth it clearly yeah let Seth Jones do everything for the next decade and Chicago will just be in purgatory uh we're gonna go to the NBA on a bit of a lighter note I guess that was just really really upset uh Toronto Raptors Miami Heat now just sets up to if this isn't a playoff series it's a disappointment yeah at this point yeah uh so earlier this week or was it saturday i think it was saturday night monday was the triple overtime oh saturday yes saturday yes yes. saturday they they keep it's like they're in a bubble playing in the canadian division you just keep playing the same teams (laughs) uh triple overtime game and it brought up the question of can the Raptor starters handle this? Because they all played 50-plus minutes, which is the first time that's ever happened in NBA history. Right. You're taking all my good, bad, and great stuff. <laughs> um, and then and this is also I brought up – I told you the cool story that uh, Rodgers and Bell, like TSN and Sportsnet, they draft who gets the broadcast which Raptors game, so it's not really a technical order. Right. And Sportsnet had the first pick and picked the game – was that last night? Or two nights ago? Last night. Last night. That Miami visiting Toronto, the first game back for Kyle Lowry. He, he's still out, personal reasons. Apparently, it's a, a family issue. And also, there was 500 Raptor fans. That's not really worthy of the greatest Raptor to come back to. So, I'm sure that was a part of it. But then, I jumped into this game. I don't know. I was watching something else. But I just jumped in. And it was the last, like, five minutes of the game. And I'm like okay, the Raptors are up four or five. Miami's going to come back. And the Raptors just kind of held the heat to like an arm's length. Yeah. And Gary Trent Jr., we talked about that horrible Lakers trade package. Yeah. Is, might be the hottest player in the yeah, NBA. Yeah, like he wants the ball. Everyone's trying to get him the ball because he's scoring. He's he's all of a sudden, he's got the magic dust from um, Freddie. Freddie All-Star. And Bam. he's just, yeah, everything seems to go in when he's shooting now is is every raptor just gonna take a turn like it it seems to be the way it's working and yeah they're slowly moving up the ladder in the standings because of it so who's who's the next takeover is it scotty or is it og i i'd say og he's kind of been yeah he's been getting a lot of the inside stuff though lots of dunks um doing the inside stuff him and pascal so yeah i can see him getting hot this again 
this isn't actually. I guess the Raptor season last year was just the, the downhill part of the roller coaster. Oh, this yeah, last year they were like unwatchable. At this point, last year it was just like how much are they going to lose by? Where like every game they could win, so that makes it interesting because they can they could definitely be an upset team. Yeah, this it's it's a team that. Who we were talking about it? Who would really want to see them in the first round? I'd say the only team that wouldn't really be that concerned with them is probably Philadelphia. Yeah, but that's just because it's, Joel Embiid is the MVP. Exactly. Yeah. Outside of that, we were talking about it. Like this might be a little irrational, but we were talking about Brooklyn. I'm like, okay, well, Kyrie isn't playing in at least half the series. That's right. And Harden is kind of one foot out the door. Right. Durant is their center. Right. So and he's been hurt. So how healthy is he going to be? So, yeah, are they ripe for the picking? Maybe. Yeah. Miami is definitely the team that once they get Lowry back in a playoff series, right. it would be different. They, for sure. Yeah, they'll be better. But, yeah, there's no team that, that scares me as a Raptors fan. Like, I bring it on. Yeah. Right? Other than the Sixers. The Sixers, like, yeah, we. I don't think we can match up with them. But anybody else, I think we have a shot. Like, they can you – know? they've shown – that they have the pieces to just throw at Giannis. Yeah. That it's not just, okay, one guy's got him. It's like, okay, OG will take him for a couple of minutes. Right. And then Scotty will take a turn and Siakam will take a turn. Right. They'll leave Gary and Fred out of it. Yes. But also, like, I think of last year when Fred, like, full on drove on Giannis and put a layup over him. And I just thought, so they're just not scared of him. Yeah. It's, he. Embiid is the scariest guy. Giannis is the second scariest because those are the two guys. If you say one person is going to lead a team to the NBA finals, it's one of those two. Yeah, they could do it themselves. Because you could say like Phoenix, because they're on an 11 game winning streak, which made me think, weren't they just on an 11 game winning streak? Because they've been the hottest team in the NBA. Yeah. It's not one guy that's going to win it for them. Right. It's They're the Booker it and Paul. Right. Like, at least it's a duo. Um, I also watched uh, Saturday night. It was Golden State, Brooklyn. And at least it was Kyrie versus Steph. And everyone talks about, oh, we'll go back to the finals, which I, I don't think people remember. It was six years ago now. Right. Where Kyrie had those heroics. Golden State won. I said at one point it'd be the best NBA finals matchup, but it. I just I want to see these teams. I want to see both of them healthy and at full tilt. Yeah, for it to be a good matchup. Like we kind of got screwed this year with Brooklyn because both the times they played the Lakers and I, I don't know if they played the Warriors twice. I I don't think they have, but we just haven't seen those teams the full superstar matchup. Right. Because those the those are the two, I guess the closest thing you can call the super teams. Yeah. At this point. Uh, I guess I'll just throw Joe Ingles as he tore his ACL out for the year. I never really think Utah's a contender anyway, but he is such a big piece to their team that to me now their best case scenario is first round exit. Right. Like if anything, I, I they could be a play on playing team. Right. Uh, Bradley Beal apparently is hesitant about if he wants to get traded from Washington. Um, it was great how my notifications lined up that the first one was, okay, Beal's unsure if he wants to get traded. The next notification was Philadelphia wants to make a Ben Simmons, Bradley Beal trade, which, you know, I had to throw Ben Simmons in there. Right. The best part about this is Philadelphia is so stubborn with this that they've said, 
they want to make this trade, but they won't add either Tyrese Maxey or Matisse Thybul. They're not going to add an extra piece to make this trade happen. They just want to be spoon-fed the perfect trade. Okay. <laughs> it's... It's, it sucks because I, I want to see Ben Simmons on the floor. And to me, the idea of if you're putting Bradley Beal with Joel Embiid, it's it's better than just no one on the floor. Well, yeah. It's, yeah. He's but, not playing, so he's not helping anybody. That has to be when, when we start talking about who is the MVP, we have to bring up that Embiid is doing this not by himself, but, no, but I mean, his supposedly no superstar teammate. Right, he's not there. Just... He went to one practice, had his phone hanging out of his pocket, and just is ready that to sit the it. whole season. Yeah. Uh, the young guys we are going to see. So dunk contest. Last year they did it in the, at the halftime of the actual All Star game. I wish they would do that again. I'm sure it'll be part of the whole Saturday night hoopla. Uh, dunk contest participants: Jalen Green, who is I love Scotty, but Jalen Green is my favorite rookie to watch. Yeah. Uh, Obi Toppin, who was in it last year, Cole Anthony, and Juan Toscano Anderson, which just hearing those names, it's going to be fun. The dunk contest is always cool, but I always just go back to like, you can never get big names to go to the dunk contest now. Right. Like John Morant has said, I'm not doing the dunk contest, even though that's what every NBA fan would want. It just those guys, well, especially now, John Morant is a superstar. He has evolved and is too good for the dunk contest. Yeah, I don't know how you can convince convince them to do it. It's Jalen. It, this is your best case scenario: is getting a high flying rookie that wants to do it. Because I doubt Jalen Green will do it twice. He's gonna want to be an All Star next year. Uh, they did announce uh, not the actual teams for the Rising Stars Challenge, but they did announce who would who would be participating. Unless there are any injuries in between now and then. Uh, the rookies, Scotty Barnes, Kate Cunningham, Ayo Donsumo, uh, Chris Duarte, Josh Giddy, Jalen Green, Herbert Jones, who you could tell me he was on any team. I, he's on New Orleans, but just I didn't know that. Right. Uh, Davion Mitchell, Evan Mobley, uh, Alperin Shengu, Jalen Suggs, and Franz Wagner. Uh, sophomores, another Raptor, Precious Achua, Cole Anthony, LaMelo Ball, Desmond Bain, Sadiq Bey, Anthony Edwards, a couple of Tyrese's, Halliburton and Maxi, Jaden McDaniels, Isaac Okoro, Isaiah Stewart, and Jay Sean Tate. I just want to say that just because I'm really excited for the Rising Stars game. I'd like to see that in the NHL, have a Rising Stars that game. Would, uh, for, it's just first and second year players. It's, yeah. a, it's a good idea. And then uh, from the G League, there's uh, Marjan Beauchamp, I think. Uh, Dyson Daniels. Oh, I cannot read my handwriting. Jaden Hardy and Scoot Henderson. Scoot. Yeah. So those will be the four extra players, I guess. Or the four high school players, pretty much, that get to play in this game. Right. And the four coaches are like NBA 75 honorees. So they're all going to draft teams, and they announce that on Friday, what the teams are going to be. Gotcha. Uh, that is all I've got. Let's get to, even though I stepped on a lot of it, you're bad, good, and great. You certainly did. Um, okay, starting off with the bad. Uh, Australian Open final. We had a fan, again, run on the court. 
Um, security looked after things, and again, no one knows if it was a guy or a girl because, again, cameras right off the scene, but security was all over it. It's not like anyone got close to any of the players. It was during a break point, so it was kind of an important part of the match. But anyway, there's no need for that. Um, I'm not sure if you had a chance to look um, – about, I don't know if you remember a defenseman by the name of Ian White played for the Leafs, mm-hmm. played for the Red Wings. Yeah, uh, real sad story. He's got a uh, real bad um, drug addiction problem. So his wife came on uh, and and did a story. It was part of um, um, not Hockey Day in Canada, but on Thursday they had, uh, what's that called? Not Heritage Hockey Night or whatever with uh, Ron McLean and... Home, isn't it Hometown? Yeah, Hometown, yeah. Yeah, I think that's where it was on anyway. they had, Yeah, they, so they had the full interview with his wife, or his ex-wife now, uh, where the uh, Oxycontin really got to him because he never felt comfortable, always signed one-year contracts, never felt comfortable in terms of keeping his job so he always would come back earlier than he should have from his injuries because he thought he was going to lose his position so anyway um yeah he was living on the streets at some point but at the end of the story uh basically he's playing hockey somewhere down in some southern league uh making some sort of a living but um yeah just kind of a sad story where the nhl pa and the NHL, I think, need to reach out. I know it's tough because once they stop paying into that system, uh, they can't pay out to pay those kind of people. But um, it's just one of those problems. I'm sure it's pretty prevalent um, with, I don't want to call them mediocre players, but more borderline players. They're in and out of the lineup. They're up and down, right? They're not fighting for their job. Yeah. Exactly. A lot more stress than if you're a superstar that gets to play 20 minutes every night. Right, exactly. Um so anyway, the the kind of I don't want to say it was the low point of the of the uh story, but anyway, so his wife, they not they were millionaires, but they were pretty well off, right? When you're playing NHL hockey, you're making good money. So he she's now cleaning homes and one of the homes she cleans um has a framed uh leaf jersey of Ian White. Aww. Yeah, so it was just kind of sad, but anyway, that was my uh, my my two bads. Uh, good, Canada has scored. They are up one nothing on El Salvador again, bringing my soccer <laughs> into it. Uh, one nothing, seventy eight minutes. So it looks like it's off to the World Cup. Uh, with a win not quite yet there's there's some other scenarios that have to happen for them to clinch now but in the the next cycle of games it's it's really i think they have two left after the two or three left after this right but they haven't lost yet so that puts them in pretty good shape yeah i i think it's more i am just looking at like i i think they're gonna finish first yeah that's what i do too i think they're gonna win win the whole division they beat uh they beat the U.S. Sunday two nothing yeah or two nil to yes. be respectful. Um, the U.S. coach was talking to Stephen A. Smith and said that his team dominated. And okay. this is uh, I'll say they did. I don't want to say dominate isn't the right word. They had the majority of the possession, right. which is a big thing for soccer. I think it was yeah. like sixty four to thirty six percent. But to say your team dominated 
and you lost two nothing, two nil. No, that's just that's not. I, I know you're probably saying not to try to make your team feel better, but you lost the game. There's not often that you dominate a game and lose. Right. And that just that that win put you at, or put Canada in prime Good position to yeah. finish first. Right. Not just qualify for the World Cup, but be the number one team in Concacaf. Right. And I think they're up to what was it forty second or something in the world now for their ranking. They moved. They were ninetieth. Always between like eighty six and nine. I guess that's why I was never interested because they were never competitive. Right. It's like. You know, being a Kazakhstan fan in, of hockey, like yeah. you're like, are we playing in the A League this year? Or are we getting bumped down? Right, like it's you're just, never competitive. Yeah, it's just not interesting enough. Where now it's it it's fun, right? It's not like they're, yeah, like they're. You want to see them up against the Brazil? Like, how are they going to do against some of these? They probably won't do well, but you never know. Yeah, right. Like, Put let's it see in a World now. Cup scenario. Yeah, let's see what they can do in a World Cup. You know be interesting i and just i might actually watch now yeah. and people also that don't watch it that closely canada's best player hasn't been playing the last few games Alfonso right davies exactly he's had some great twitch streams and i heard from people that he's really because he has uh myocarditis from getting covid right apparently he's really upset that he hasn't been able to play play right right so yeah it just will make them even stronger so and yeah, by the sounds of it, yeah, he's their superstar. But it's not like they rely on him alone. They no. have other guys that can put the puck in the net, so yeah. to speak, right? So, um, going off the grid a little bit, curling. There's been some tremendous curling shots here in the women's. Um, I don't know what it's called the for Scotties? the Scotties. Yeah, like a hundred rocks in the house and these women and i can't even call them women i want to call them girls because i don't know if you've seen some of them there's one that's a skip she's 22 that's my age yeah <laughs> it's unbelievable and the number of teams seems to have increased where it used to be just provinces now there's wild cards in there because there's so many good teams from ontario and northern ontario specifically that they have to add these extra teams because Teams are so too good, right? So anyway, just some ridiculous like shots. Mm -hmm. Again, if you've ever curled before, it just you have to just at least take one shot in curling, and you're gonna be like, wow, they're really good. Yeah. Then my last one, gotta save for Rafa, who just had his greatest come from behind victory, not in just a match, but of his career. Because of his age, he wasn't even, he never even thought he was going to be playing tennis in two months, let alone win a, a tournament he can never win. He's lost in Australia five times in the final. Like, like breaking your heart, Toronto Maple Leaf style losses, playing five and a half hour, six hour matches against Federer and Djokovic. But he, he just, Unbelievable! I just I didn't think he'd be able to beat uh, Medvedev after the first two sets. He could have won the second set, seven six. He lost. It was close, but once he's down two sets to nothing, as against Daniel, he's, Daniel's in great shape too. But it's funny because the announcers I never really noticed it, but the announcers started to notice that oh he's starting to slow down a bit. I'm like what? Because usually I can notice that kind of stuff. I but it was starting once they said it, 
all of a sudden you could really start to see it. And the crowds, again, thank God there was a crowd because I don't think there's any way Rafa wins that without a crowd because they were totally 100%, of course, behind him because anything that Daniel did, because, you know, mom was watching it with me and she's, well, why don't they like this guy? Again, does a couple of things that, you know, pisses off the crowd. So, of course, they're going to cheer even more for Rafa. But some players, I guess, play better being the villain. Yeah. Yeah, like Djokovic is that way. Or Marshawn, right? I think those guys play – I could never be like that because I, I couldn't play better. I, I have to be – if the crowd's behind me, I'm excited. I can't have them booing me and stuff. I guess if you're on, at an away game, but tennis, it's not really home and away. Yeah, unless it's a special circumstance where, like, Ash Barty is at right. home. Right, exactly, exactly. And, yeah, that was a good final as well, actually. Um, yeah, Collins gave her a good – run for her money but um yeah in my mind rafa now greatest ever because djokovic decided not to get vaccinated is that what djokovic's legacy is going to be you could have been yeah because i think if he plays he wins yeah or close to it right he doesn't i i uh, totally shocked that nadal won this tournament totally like again you know i'm a big nadal fan but i he was ranked sixth Coming in, he wins the first tournament, but this is not his tournament. So now they're saying, well, now guess what's next? It's the French Open, and we all know who usually wins that. Yeah, and this that'll be – not only did he just separate himself winning the 21st Grand Slam, right. he's set himself up pretty nicely to get 22. He, right, so two ahead. Again, Joker's not young. He's, you know, 34. Like a, he's a year say. behind, and Federer's 41, maybe coming back for Wimbledon. So – yeah, it's pretty far-fetched for Federer. And, like, these young guns are coming, right? Like, Chapo and FAA uh, and Zverev, the, those guys are they're inches away from being those guys now in the semifinal and final and the big three not being there. Uh, we talked before about the comparisons. Like, we didn't know, like, Medvedev, Zverev would kind of be the Djokovic and uh, – I, I worry about team if he's just going to fall behind. Yeah, with the wrist. Yeah, it's almost like... Um, like Andy Murray. Andy Murray, exactly, out of those foursome. Or the other guy I feel bad for, too, that I really liked, and I can't think of his name from Argentina. Del Potro. Yeah, right? He, like, if he's not hurt, he's probably up there, right? He's won, you know, more titles than he's won. He only won the one U.S. Open. I feel bad for him because he's been hurt so often. Yeah, he'd be, he would make it a big five. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because he was always that looming he, threat of if he was healthy. That's but he right. Just if never he's here, was. exactly. Yeah, and unfortunately, that yeah. Will Did he be, retire? No, he's. I still think he's planning to come back at some point. I just don't know what his update is, but yeah. I think I think that's a great way to end it. Uh, that wraps it up for this one. Uh, we're gonna come back next week because this weekend, like. What are we going to talk about in 48 hours that's going to be different? Yeah, uh, we could talk about the East-West Shrine game <laughs> at the Las Vegas and Game 1 Canada-Switzerland, which is happening shortly. Yeah, 11, 11 o'clock Eastern. That's yeah. that's a tough go. But um, Canada's still up one nothing or 1-0, sorry, 83, 84 minutes into the second half. If they, they hold down El Salvador, that almost almost books their ticket. Right, Qatar. Qatar is definitely on the Where horizon. Where is Qatar? 
Middle East. Uh, okay. I think. I don't know. I just know it's rich and they can they oh, can't play the so World it's Cup. Saudi in the- Arabia then. <laughs> and they can only play it in the winter because it's too hot during the right, summer. Summertime. Yeah, November World That'll Cup. That'll help Canada. Let's play in the wintertime. Now we got a chance. Minus we'll thirty. Bring our toques and we'll be all ready. <laughs> it's still twenty eight degrees here. That's great. We're gonna big uh Big soccer coming soon. I can't wait for World Cup episodes. That'd be great. There we go. (laughs) So, yeah, that about wraps it up for this one. We will see you next time.